0: Uh, so um, so first of all, this is going to be as a z'chus for shalema for Sarah Bas Naomi and also for Melissa Rachel Bas Gula. Okay, so we left off last week talking about the chiv that we have for the mitzvah of Megillah Sester. So there are, there are four mitzvahs on Purim, and there is no difference between men and women on Purim. Uh, All of these mitzvahs apply equally uh, to to both, and it's the Megillah Esther, Shlach Manos, Martanas Lav Yonim, and Seudas Purim, and having, and it's a Yomishta V'simcha today of celebration and... We have a se'udah as a result of that. So, number one, Megillah sester. Megillah sester is something that is a double chiyuv. It's a night chiyuv. There's a requirement at night and a requirement during the day. At night, it should preferably most uh, be, it should be after tseis ha-ko-chavim, So, after real nightfall is when the Megillah should begin. Uh, and really, it could be done all night long. There is an, a concept of doing it as, you know, sooner the better. But if, uh, if one would somehow get stuck and only be available at 2 o'clock in the morning, it could be done until morning. And then the day one should preferably be after Neitzah Chama, after sunrise. And that can really go all day as well. So if somebody would only be able to get it, somebody would have to... Uh, happens. Um, if you have a nurse... Now, this time of year, it's not such a big deal because um, sunrise is pretty early. But if somebody starts their shift early and they're only going to get out of, you know, they, they can't hear it in the morning, often in late afternoon, you can find a Megillah leaning somewhere and that would be the way to do it. Um, children who can pay attention to the Megillah are required also to hear the Megillah from a Chinuch perspective. And we talked... Last week, about um, not that there isn't an, an, a thing not to eat before one accomplishes this mitzvah at night, especially if one's going to a second laning, then for sure forget about that uh, because that you can break your fast. Uh, you don't have to. There's no no reason to hang on to the fast until after hearing the megillah. If uh, and even if one is hearing the on time or the at-the-time at the time at mcgill laning, uh a lot of times there's a couple of minutes, maybe one could break their fast. If one would need to in order to be able to focus, that would be a good thing to do. In the morning as well, same idea. When you get up in the morning, there's a mitzvah to be done. One should not eat beforehand, unless they're hearing one a little bit later, they have uh, uh, some issue that they're not going to be able to focus or pay attention, then... Um, then one can eat, and to have a cup of coffee or something like that for sure is okay. That's, you know, not even uh, n- not <laughs> even a little bit of an issue. One has to hear every single word of the Megillah. It is something that is very, uh, we are very careful to make sure that we hear every word of the Megillah. Now here's the problem, is that we're not in the driver's seat, well most of you aren't, uh, some of us have the emergency brake that they can pull on the on the Balcari. So what does one do if they think they missed a word? This is very often like crisis. You're sitting, especially sitting in the ladies section, and you think he skipped a word, or somebody right next to you started talking, coughed, the kid made noise. You didn't hear something. What do you do? You can't say, hey, could you go back because I didn't hear something? Nobody's going to pay attention to you by the time they get you. So what does one do? <laughs> The answer is, it, it's kind of a simple answer. And that is that one has the ability to read from a chumash, from wh- the word that they feel that they missed, read that word, and then read until you catch up to where the balkari is at, and then he can take you on from there. So if, if, for whatever reason, you feel like, you miss the word Haman, which sometimes happens. It says Haman before he gets the Mun out of his, you know, there's already noise happening. What you have the ability to do is to just say Haman to yourself. Very often the balkori will repeat the word Haman again just to make sure that you get it, that, that everybody hears it. But if there is ever a word that one feels like they missed or they didn't get or they didn't hear properly or they think that it was mispronounced, in all of those scenarios, we have a self-correct method, which is that we, sitting in our seats, we can go and just say that word to ourselves, catch up to where the balkori is at, and then let him take you from there. So that is uh, something that I don't think a, a lot of people are fully familiar with that halacha, but it really is, it takes a little bit of the nervous edge out of things. Assuming that the balkori does get everything right, uh, it, one who has a chomish should just listen. That's just in general. If if uh, if somebody would have a kosher Megillah, guys a lot of times have a kosher Megillah, then there is a thing that it, it is appropriate for them to read it to themselves as the Balkhori is reading it, quietly, quietly, not in a way that is audible to other people. That's, uh, uh, I mean, I guess it's not a problem for you guys, but it's a problem for on the other side. Can
1: you say? In order to do this, you have to have a homish as opposed
0: to you know, there's a lot of us just bring a second megillah. Oh, I mean, okay. I I mean, as opposed, you okay. don't need to, ha- you don't need to have a real megillah. You okay. could just accomplish then, this with any kind of okay. printed megillah. If okay. you know the words by heart, could it work by heart? Okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I think you're supposed to read it out of a homish, but th- that is that you could just fill it in yourself. Uh, In general, one should pay attention to the reading of the Megillah. The amount of attention being paid, if you could focus on every word, awesome. If you can stay tuned to the story, because a lot of times, especially at night, people are kind of out of it after a long day, long fast. If you are aware of what's going on in the story, you're good. So if you're paying attention... You kind of understand where he's up to. Uh, that's, that is fine. And um, if a woman hears the Megillah at a different laning, then there's a different bracha that's made, which is Lishma Megillah. Often some female representative will make that bracha on behalf of all the women. It's not something everybody needs to say. During the daytime laning, there are, well, both lanings, there are three brachos that are said. There's the Al Mikra Megillah, then there's Meshachonis um, and Lavaseinu, and then there's a Shahachiyanu. The daytime Shehechianu has multiple things that we're supposed to have in mind. We're supposed to also keep in mind that we have the mitzvah of Shlach Matanas Davyonim, and Se'uda. So all of those things are kind of wrapped into that single She'achayanu that we say. Um, a lot of times somebody will make that announcement before the brachos are made. So these other mitzvos. Uh, matanas Davyonim is something that men and women are required to give. And it is a giving a gift to two poor people on Purim Day. The way we generally accomplish this mitzvah is by giving it to someone else to give to those poor people on Purim Day. We don't wander around looking for poor poor people on Purim Day, knocking on their doors and saying, "Hey, can I do a mitzvah through you or with you?" So that's not that's that's not the way to do it. So therefore, before Purim, one should give their matanahs davyonim. To an organization or an individual that will distribute the monies on Purim. A lot of times you have these Israeli organizations that collect for, and they call it Matanaz Yonim. There is an issue with using a Yerushalayim based tzedakah for your Matanaz Lavionim because they are doing it on a different day. And you need the mitzvah to be accomplished on the 14th of Adar, they're doing the mitzvah on the 15th of Adar. So while they are very, very worthy tzedakas, if that that is not your main, that should that should not be your matanat zevyonim. You should have someone doing it on your behalf on the day of Purim. Yes.
1: You said it's preferable to give a matanat like your name before Purim like to an organization to send it off. Correct, if because
0: just just be done, just, so. just as the as as the agent. It is very, very um, inconvenient, unwieldy, sometimes impossible. I've had people come over to me, not here, I've had people come over to me literally half an hour before the end of Purim. And they give me a check. And they say, could you take care of this mitzvah for me? It's like, how? How? (laughs) <laughs> what, do you, what do you want me to do? What is the
1: cost
0: of a meal? So hang on, so 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 we'll talk about... So now what agents often do, so, so somebody who's giving out the monies will have in mind to give if somebody ends up giving later so that this kind of... And they use more money than was actually given in to make sure that they cover lots of bases on behalf of other people. The basic requirement can be accomplished with one dollar per poor person. As inflation continues to, to mount, we hope that the dollar will still be worth something as time goes on, but uh right now, dollar is still a basic value. A dollar is something of, okay, people look at it as like, okay, I have something. The best way to fulfill this mitzvah is to give the value of a meal to each poor person the way you can cheshban that, the way to to figure that out is to think to yourself, okay, I can get a roll in shaloms for, I don't know, you know, 85 cents, a dollar. I can buy uh, a little deli. I could buy a package of deli for, I don't, I'm not even sure how much that is nowadays anymore. And then, so if I buy two rolls and two and a package of deli and split it between the two and maybe you want to throw in a, you know a, a a drink and so you know th- that's you could figure it that way you could say how much is two slices of pizza in a pizza store you know however you want to you could even just do how much is a couple uh, you know two bagels with some cream cheese and that would be your way of figuring this out so if somebody would give $20 and say okay $10 per per poor per person then one would for sure have their bases covered. I think $10 can s- easily buy uh, something for someone, uh, that, and that would be you're accomplishing your mitzvah. The Rambam says that it's best to spend more on matanas avyonim than you do on your mishloach manos and su'uda, so if a person wants to climb that number up, is a wonderful thing to do. One the basic value of matanah Savionim should not come from one's meiser money, but if one decides instead of giving ten dollars per poor person, and want to give fifty dollars per poor person, so then you can count eighty bucks as meiser money. You can take that out of uh, one can take that out of their meiser. Now, with married women, very often don't part, don't actively participate in this; they just count on their husbands to to do to, to give it in for them, it is best that the husband give an amount that would really cover four poor people, two for him, two for her. It is a good idea that the wife be aware that the husband is doing such a thing, is, is doing it on her behalf. And there is even a mechanism where when people give it to the agent, to the person who's collecting, the the a lot of times the collector you, person will say this is for me and for my wife and then the collector will then go and acquire the money on behalf of the wife and then that be designated as her mitzvah money so that's uh, just something that happens behind the scenes. So you have to
2: actually say that.
0: That is for your husband. Do you have, have to say it? I, it, it not an absolute chiyav, okay. but no, but. <laughs>
1: Well, let's say you're
0: don't to for the time of They do. The, I I, says I don't know. know. Yeah, I'm doing right. And if day. you put it online also in the shul, nobody says to you. And I'm not sure if you give it to Renan. Not. I'm not sure what he does. Yes. But what I have done, what I did last year was, so basically like, I don't know, he gives me the, the money to give out. So I, I t- took it and I said, so people who gave On behalf of their wives, I am do, making that acquisition on their behalf and getting that done. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah.
1: Um, you say we should give more of that than to, let's say, Mishloch Manot, but if not counting the Mishloch Manot that we give privately, if we're going through the show and we're giving X amount, and I'm sure the show is the making a profit on that, right? So that's considered. That 's not considered like giving too much money for shelf money no, no that's, that's t- a stucco stucco money, yeah, yeah
0: okay. you can ask the Millers if, do you do you know the formula for how, how much
2: I think the entire thing is considered i mean I know that some of that cost of the but when let's say you gave the three hundred dollars for the whole thing, yeah. so my understanding is that entire thing ended up being considered um, tax, I, deductible? tax deductible okay yeah Great. Okay. because yeah. the cost of the
0: items that they're putting together. That's what I uh, figured, yes, yeah. So it is, that's what so that's, yeah. yeah. I recall, I mean, I... Yeah, good. so that would be... that. So you're right. So that would not... I wouldn't <laughs> call that Mishal al I would call that Tzedakah. tzedakah so right. you don't have to give more Matanas of than your Tzedakah. Yeah. No, no, that's no, good. That, but that, okay. That's good. not counting yeah.
1: little...
0: Two little pieces of magic. Right. <laughs> um, also, like, uh, kids, if you have any kids um, that were... Uh, People who should have their own money should give their own Matanas of Yonim. Let's just put it like that. Um, but a parent can give on someone's behalf if they want to, or if they think their kid's not going to do it, they, they can go ahead and give on their behalf. Um, okay, that's the that's the mitzvah of Matanas of Yonim. It is... Uh, I think it's brought down with Shomazam and Arbach would actually try to see to it that all of these mitzvahs were done first thing in the morning. That way a person could... On, not just himself, but that everybody who he was acting on behalf of would have these mitzvahs accomplished in a zrizimak dim in the mitzvahs type of way and getting your mitzvah done as soon as you can. Um, getting it done that's Including that's always a good suda? thing. The suda is a different you know, so you eat something, oh. it is. It, it's, I, I've, I've definitely seen that that brought down somewhere where pe- someone would, people would either have. Uh, a little wine, or just eat some, Make sure to eat something. A lot of times, if you skip, it's a busy day, so it's like it's not the day to skip breakfast. It's like it's just eat something. It's uh, you know that's that could be sued already. Okay, the mitzvah of Mishlach manos is also a requirement for men and women, and that is defined as two honorably sized foods or drinks. That are ready to eat and different from one another. So, to give a dum dum and a sun kissed fruit gem, even though it's two different things, to say that those are honorably sized, pushing it. Uh, so, th- you know, you have to, it has to be something that, it doesn't have to be something like over the top, but something that is really v- of the value of a penny or two, not exactly what we're. Um, what we're looking for over here. We're looking for something that is honorable. Now, there is a machlokas as to what is the point of of, of Mishlach Manos. According to one opinion, it is just designed to create friendship. uh, Mishlach Manos it is uh, it's uh, something that we're just trying to create reyus, we're trying to create a spirit of friendship. And that's one way of, of understanding that mitzvah. Another way of understanding the mitzvah is that it's actually like helping the other person with their su'uda. And that therefore, the idea that there'd be ready-made foods as opposed to something that still requires preparation, that would kind of knock that out. So, again, there, there are different, um, those are two different opinions as to, uh, what it should, what it should be, but the thing, the foods should be edible as they are. Uh, it does not, doesn't have to be cooked item, but one shouldn't give like raw chicken condiments. Hard to exactly call those things like to give a, uh, French fries and a ketchup packet. So to say that the ketchup packet is like a separate thing that would be, that would be pushing it. But the, you know, the things should be, and again, the things should be of some sort of value. The, this is a daytime mitzvah. It's, it's a lot of times there are people who, they're so busy during the day, I'm not sure, once they do this, I'm not sure what they're so busy with, but there are those people that you wake up in the morning and you open the door and there's like the shalach that you trip over in the morning. So that guy, whoever that person is, is not really accomplishing any of the mitzvah if they are running around at night. If they do it after daybreak and you're getting out of the house at nine o'clock in the morning, fine. But to do that in the, to do that at midnight is not. That's not what the mitzvah is. The mitzvah is that, that this is a daytime thing, so it has to be done during the day.
1: Yeah.
0: I'm sorry. Just the softness of it. Is it. Supposed to be two different brachos, no. The brachos is a that that is a. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody knows where it came from, but it's that? out there. Oh, it's one of those things that everybody thinks, but it's just um, not. What
1: do you say? It doesn't have to do. With it. it does have to do. With it. Nope. different food. I mean, like a, a pear and an apple.
0: Or pear, a pear and an apple. For perfect. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, a that's cookie good. and a humatashin. <laughs> yes.
2: When well, you talk about the people who come at night and deliver to people, but if they had, they could deliver most, most people's gifts you know don't just
0: give one or two yeah so the way we, the way we do things two is days uh, in the daytime. <laughs> right the only thing you have to do is you only have to give it to one person 1%. so like this is that is the whole thing it's and we just you know bar Hashem. we live in a world in which we want to just give have lots of friends and we want to just increase happiness to lots of people and it's it could be looked at as a good thing it could also be looked at as overkill, uh, and but but for a person to realize that, like, yeah, the mitzvah is uno, just just one, two foods, one person, you're done.
2: So when you deliver it, like I was told that a man should deliver it to another male, and the woman
1: should do. Is that
0: true? Okay, so um, men and women, yes, there is the thing that like a man should give to a man, a woman should give to a woman. There are some exceptions to that. It's, it's, a, it's a general element of Tznius and, and other issues as well. Um, I was one time with a gadol at the Kosel, and a woman came asking for tzedakah, and he handed her money, and he said, Shalom Lashem Kedushin means I'm giving this to you on condition that we are not getting married. So <laughs> so the idea of men giving women things, you know, it could have, I don't know, I don't know where that, you know, if that, that's obviously not a necessary thing to do, but it's you know, you have to be uh so, so there are yes, there are reasons that a woman would give to a woman, a man would give to a man. Obviously if there's somebody who is a single man <coughs> and somebody who would like to give them and it's the woman who happens to be delivering mishloach at that at, at that time. It's fine. Yeah, most appropriate maybe is to say like this is from us for you. That way, you're it's you know from the collective us. Uh, another thing to note is that people who are in avelos are not supposed to get mishloach and therefore the way to give is to give it to the family. So it's being given to the family unit. And and that's okay. Uh, and the... Also, just keep in mind, the delivery part of things is... So there should be one... And, and I thought at first you were going to say this, is that so if a guy is running around everywhere and he's giving them out and other people are just staying home and they're never giving, so you have to make sure that... You, the woman of that uh, family, also give one, so you and therefore somebody you don't have to go anywhere. Somebody could stop by the door, and you give it, so, but there should be one that you say that, like I'm giving this to you, and then that way it is coming from you yourself. And uh, there's also an Indian of giving through a shliach, m'shloach manos, indicating that like I'm giving through another, and therefore. A lot of people are no hag also to say, okay, could you please give this to them on my behalf? Pass it through a shliach. So even if you do all of those things, every couple really would only have to give four. So we're still not at 50. So it's. Uh, it's so, so one
2: each. One each.
0: One each? No, and then one through a shliach.
2: Oh, I thought that was yours. yours you shliyach.
0: could do that, but I'm saying you want to give one yourself. You could So a person could give one themselves and then one through a shliach, and then no. No. I'm just saying you could cover all your bases. Do you really have to do that? Then? No. 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 <laughs> so
1: if you're saying you do doing it through a shliach, then say if, if, if my husband and I are delivering. And I make him actually have to give it to my to my girlfriend.
0: I mean, is that you know what I'm saying? He's he's got, and I can take another woman with you, or you I can take another guy. Well, you have your son too, you, but you know. Yeah, I mean, again, it's like I wouldn't uh, wouldn't wouldn't make a big deal about it. If you deliver it to a friend, you could give it to her husband and say, "Could you give this to your wife for me?" Yeah. You know, you could do something like that. Um, giving anonymously, okay, this is an interesting thing. To give anonymously does not really accomplish the mitzvah because the whole point, one, again, we have Is what the point is. The point is not just to give someone else food. It's to build friendship. Well, if they don't know who the giver is, no friendship is being built. So mission not accomplished. I
2: have a question. You know how people are going, giving through the shuls, shlachmanos, those, those are usually delivered at least like two or three days before Pace worm happens, right? And maybe somebody's thinking, that's all my schlachmanos. I just gave this money and they're getting the food from from that. That's not good. Not
0: yeah, fine. that would be problematic.
2: Yeah, because it's the people who are going out of town or whatever, and that's what they're doing. Yeah.
0: Right. That's a problem. Yeah. Yeah. I only
2: give schlachmanos through the Schulz thing. Because they, they give it because you know, they give it
1: two days in advance or three days in advance. No, but you yeah. have to do two of your own. This is just you know. I don't think you're right, the, the shul's thing, the are you? Shul says that, yeah. it? I think it it's says it
0: right. I was about to say. Oh, I sorry. seem to remember no. that it says it no. somewhere, right?
1: No, this is not you're right? not yeah, Yossi or just it. the shul. Oh, well, okay. the shul. Okay.
0: If if the shul if there would be an organization that you could give money to, and then, and they would write a card from blah blah blah, and they would give it out on Purim. That would be fine. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, but this is not. You know, in
0: Washington Heights, they, the Broyers always had something called they called it the Shushan Express. They used to pay kids like, I don't know, 10 cents for everything that they delivered, or whatever. I had my own business going on, so I didn't participate in that. But, um, and that, that's how it would work, is that everything was assembled, and then they would have kids basically go running around all the buildings, uh, delivering. But it would it would happen on that day and you'd know who you got it from. Mm. So that would be mission accomplished. You got it from the show? You got it? No, you got it from a person would say, I want to give a, a, a ten dollar package to this person, so they'd pay ten dollars. I assume the food is worth less than that. And they would and then that would they would arrange the delivery. But it would happen on per I remember years
1: ago in Borough Park, visiting my grandmother. They sent a kid. They'd give a kid five, you know, a dollar or whatever it was in those days to go deliver it. And the person who delivered to whom you delivered gave him another
0: dollar. Yeah. So they came back. Yeah. Oh no no no. Yeah. This was that was the. Yeah. I when I, mean, I was a kid, I made money that doing that. That was it. um
1: <laughs> and, here's, and I haven't seen this so much recently, but you know, this business of mailing, Manos The cards. To, no, no, oh, yeah. it was like actual packages. packages to people. Really, again, it's more. Symbolic at that. Point. I mean, it's it doesn't. It, it, I mean, it's just a way of, just a it's, of. expressing a connection. It's a gift, but
0: it's not. Yeah, there's there's a question about that because then it's not being there's a question like does it need to be sent on perm also could it be yeah. sent before but I think actually that if you know that they would get it on perm I think you would accomplish would okay. the mitzvah I think it would be okay as long as they're getting it on perm um, also like if somebody's not home and you just leave it at their doorstep also not really a fulfillment because they are not. Receiving it, they're not getting the um, pleasure and friendship feeling on par. So, so again, call, first. call first. Just give it to them. No, or just again, That's all you need is one person. Just make sure everything else. You know. Yeah. So yeah, as long as you, as long as you something done, and a lot of people, what they'll do again, the, uh, the idea of just you want to get um, the mitzvah done at the beginning of the day is people will just go and just give one beginning of the day, and then they could sit down and eat and just... I accomplished this mitzvah. Everything else, icing on the cake. That's it. Um, okay. Uh, uh, so then, the last mitzvah of the day is the mitzvah of Su'udas Purim. And... The Suuda is again, it's an obligation for men, women, children of Khanak to have a festive meal on the day of Purim. It could really be any time during the day. So it could be in the morning. Somebody would again stuck going to work, whatever. Commonly people do it after they daven a mincha, in the in the later afternoon. But it has to be during the day. Don't wait till after nightfall. That's that obviously you're not gonna get it done. As far as what you're obligated to eat, there is no real chiv. There's no real obligation to have meat. There's no real obligation to wash. Neither of those things are real obligation. It is advisable to do both. It's proper to wash. It is, there's really a discussion about the meat part of things, and there are postcards that hold that one should have flesheks. It's not an absolute chiv. This really comes up a lot on... Um, the Friday Purim, when a lot of times the the is like really early in the day, and then it's like, do I want to be flashics? Like it's it's I'm gonna and again the suudah later. Like you know it's it that that doesn't always work. Uh, then there is a mitzvah also for wine to be drunk. Question about women? What about women? Because every mitzvah of Purim applies to women equally, so. Uh, whether the the idea that a woman should drink and get drunk—that is for sure not something that is uh, is out there at all. The uh, Rav Shmuel Kamenetsky does bring down that women should have a little grape juice or any kind of wine that they like, like ha- just have a little wine. Why not? Not just why not, but that it's part of the mitzvah. Part of the mitzvah is to have yayin. That's how the nace happened through yayin. So therefore, we have a Mishta Yayin, we have a, 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 a Sudha with, with Yayin, and therefore, um, there is an Indian for women to have that as well. There is, a, um, there is a, also an Indian for people to uh, start learning a little bit about Pesach, believe it or not. You know, There's Shemoshim uh, Yom Kodam Mahaj, 30 days before Yom Tov. Supposed to start learning about the yamtes. So some people will have a, some people have a <coughs> minug. It's it's to to just say some form of. Um, you could just screech and say, "Oh my gosh, it's almost Pesach!" Or, uh, and then in doing so, in doing so, right? That's it. That's a halacha of Pesach. Boom! There you have it. You have it accomplished, right? Don't run around with chametz in the house. That's, uh, and then um, and of course. Uh, as far as tefillah is concerned, as far as the davening, there is a al-hanisim that is said in Shemona Esrei, in the three tefillos that we say. At night, if you're in shul, so there's more that we say as far as the brachas are concerned. And then after, you know, after the Megillah is land, we stop after Shemona Esrei of Mariv, Megillah is land. And then after that, we say, you know, Asher Haini and Shoshanis Yaakov, there are a couple of paragraphs that we say. Then we say ata Kodosh, which you probably are never there for, but we do that on Mati Shabbos also. And then there's a and and, uh, and Daviding's over. At Shachris, there's laning. Um, There are some things that are omitted, not things that usually women say, I think. Uh, we have Al Hanisim in both the Shemona Esrei and in Benching. If, if you forget Al Hanisim, if you forget before, and and you remember before you make the next bracha in Shemona Esrei, then you um, go back and just put it in. If you forget it and then only remember, like, you're in the middle of, like, a Tsar, there's actually a little formula that a lot of Arts Rol have that you kind of segue into an Alanisim type of tefillah. It's like it's a hiratzon that takes you... Into the Al Hanisim, and if you finish Shmoneh an Esrei and then you're like, "Oh my gosh, I can't believe I forgot," say Al Hanisim. It's too late. You can't go. You don't go back and do it again. Um, you don't go back. You do not go back. You do not go back. There is no Alamichia insertion in Alamichia. There is no Purim um, types of thing. It's interesting that you know what they talk about. They say, "What if somebody by mistake says be um, Yahu?" and they do the Hanukkah one instead of the Purim one. Because, think about it, the Hanukkah one you say eight times. You say you say it on eight days, and the Purim one is just one day. So that the one that people know, it's actually the longer one, but you kind of know it has a bunch of songs attached. I don't know, like uh, the, the words go... So if one would, by mistake, do that, you don't go back. It's like you did it, because at least it's, the Alanisim part is you, you accomplish something with that, and that is, uh, so if you finish the bracha, then, um, then you are good. Um, there is no halal because the um, megillah is the halal. The megillah, the idea that we're saying the story of what happened, with obviously what we feel about it, that, is, um, that, that's, that, that accomplishes it. And on Shushan Purim, we... Again, we don't we don't say but we we skip tahnun Lamnatzach, different filos Again, that that are often skipped on special days, and that is the um, that's the extent of, of where Purim ends, and then we hit the uh, next season season of Pesach. Okay. Yeah. Have to drink wine in Purim? Have to a woman does not have to. As I saw brought down from Shmuel Kamenetsky that he says he doesn't understand why women shouldn't and therefore he says that they should. They should drink some grape juice, have something.
1: Well, grape juice, what about, is grape juice enough for men?
0: Is grape juice enough for men? not pasha that it is? we
1: have no wine. What? wine and I
0: think
1: then the
2: guy goes to sleep. So so to no yeah, problem. so so
0: the Ramah says, yeah. the Ramah, again, there are two different ways of, of doing this, but the Ramah says that Drink a little wine, take a nap, and that is how a person accomplishes the mitzvah.